Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we equip Christian women to harness the power of their influence and authority to counteract the plans of the enemy, advance the purposes of God, plus learn ways to mobilize other women to blaze the same trail. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. You're in the right place to learn effective strategies to be a force for godly change. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am so thrilled that you are here. This is the very first guest that I have on my brand new season. This is episode 137, praise be to God, and it's a brand new season, and I'm excited. But before I get into who my guest is, I would love if you would do me a favor, like What type of person am I? I haven't even given you any value and I'm already asking you to do something for me, but that's how I roll. So I would love if you would take a screenshot of wherever it is that you are listening to this episode. And with that screenshot, I just want you to do two simple things. One, post it on your social media and tag us here at A God Shift. And then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. Why do I do that? If you've been around any amount of time, you know that I'm not the girl that really tracks downloads unless unless there's a real business reason for me to track downloads. I really don't do this for downloads. But here's what I know. I know that many believers are like me and they want to play a role in figuring out how they can uphold Christian values, especially in the world that we live in now. There's just such a rising trend of opposition to God, and they want to do their part in upholding Christian values, but many people don't know where to start. And so the more times that these episodes are shared, the more people can learn what the strategies are to actually get this message out into the world so that we can advance the purposes of God. So thank you in advance for that. Well, I am going to introduce my guest by reading his bio, but real quick, I just want to tell you all that at the time of this recording, it is at the very beginning of January, 2024, I met this fabulous man at a pod Christian podcasting event back the end of last September and a lot of what I have created today and a lot of what you are going to hear more and more about is because of this man and because of his teachings. And so I'm just excited to have him here. So let me just stop talking and read his bio. All right. My guest today is the founder of Follow to Lead Coaching. He is a veteran, podcast host, executive coach, author, and the Associate Pastor of Disciple Making at Centerville Grace Church. His proudest accomplishment is being the father to three amazing kids and married to his high school sweetheart, Karen, for over 20 years. I want to welcome to the show, Pastor Tony Miltenberger. Thank you so much. I love I love the way we met. I love what God is doing in and through your ministry. It is an absolute honor to be here and to walk alongside all of these incredible women that the community that you're building here is top notch. Well, I'm trusting you to set the bar high. You're set the bar high. You're the first one. I did one little episode that was literally like seven minutes long. That was like, here's the new season. Here's what it's about. Here's what you can expect. But you're the real first episode, Tony. So I'm expecting you to set the bar real, real high. (laughs) We'll trust God to do the heavy lifting and we'll just see what he does. We'll fill in the gaps. Okay. Well, I want to um, just kind of, 
give a little bit of context to this conversation before we get into it. Because when many people hear that my platform is called a God shift, they ooh and they ah and they think it's amazing, but most people are left wondering, but I have no idea what that is. And so my current definition of a God shift is when your influence and authority actually activates other people to uphold Christian values, but it doesn't stop there because to me, like a shift is a continuum. It then motivates other people to blaze that same trail. And there's a lot that you do personally and professionally that really helps us understand how we can lead more effectively and how we can lead others as well. And I know on your in my studies of you, what getting to know you the the bit bit of time that I have, that you consider yourself to be a disciple maker. And so I would love for you just to define that. Like what is a disciple maker? Well, I think it's one of the things that the church has really kind of shifted on over the last couple of decades that somewhere along the way, we started um, teaching people how to come to church and not teaching people how to follow Jesus. Wow. And so a disciple maker is someone who walks alongside someone in their journey of faith, roots them in scripture, and then teaches them how to multiply. And this is the part of the movement that's so transformational is the multiplication part. And so one of the things that we talk about all the time is that it's not really disciple-making unless it's incredibly intentional, it's relational, and it's reproducible. Wow. Intentional, relational, and reproducible. And so often, listen, and I love a good Bible study, okay? So before you come at me with some kind of like, I don't like Bible studies, I do love Bible studies, but you can study the Word and not actually make a disciple. Wow. Jesus knew the Word. But his primary ministry in the time that he was here was not just to study the word. His primary ministry was to pour into the 12th and then to the three so that he could begin a movement. Now, imagine, imagine my Christian sisters, what would happen if everyone who was listening to this podcast right now just picked up one person who was on the fringes of their faith or didn't know Jesus at all and walked alongside them in their journey of faith so that they could go pick up one person. Yeah. For me, that's the movement. We have to stop teaching people how to come to church and start teaching people how to fall in love with Jesus. You know, and Pastor Johnny, I love that you said that because when I think about this new assignment that, that the Lord has given me, at least for this season of my ministry, there's a lot that is going on. You know, I talk about the rising trend of opposition to God that we see in our homes and our families, our schools, you know, the community, the world at large. There's so much that's out there that if there's only going to be a small handful of us that are saying, yes, Lord, I'll stand with you. I'll fight for your purposes. I'll fight for what your plan was for humankind. Then there's not, I, 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 I fear that we won't be able to have the same level of impact. And so that's why when the Lord gave me this assignment, I'm glad that I was able to recognize that this is not just about how we teach people how to have impact themselves, but the most important part is how do we mobilize other leaders to do the exact same thing? Because I feel like until there is a moment where there are as many or more of us than there are of them that we are going to not be able to have as much impact. And so I love the fact that you were like, discipleship is more about 
How do we bring other people along to be able to follow Christ and to be able to subscribe to a similar mission? And it's not just about what I can learn and what I can do in my own life. Well, let me even take it a step further. I think a lot of the attack that you're talking about is a symptom of the lack of discipleship that we've seen in the North American church model. Wow. Because we haven't walked alongside people as they've said yes to Christ. And so they've said yes to Christ, and then they've been discipled by the world. Now, let's be clear, okay? We are up against a billion-dollar marketing machine yes. in the world, right? And it's it's really good at what it does. But you know what it's not really good at? It's not really good at listening to the person, mm. right? So one of the things that we see that Jesus does so well is he meets the woman at the well, and then he gives her a bit of truth, and that truth transforms her life to tell the city. And so instead of thinking about scaling— through addition, we need to think about scaling through multiplication. Yeah, And so you who are already walking with God are qualified because it's God who's going to do the work in and through you. And so many of my Christian sisters, especially struggle with this idea because what I hear is a lack of confidence from them. Oh, I'm not qualified to disciple someone. Listen, if you're reading the word and you're praying, you're good to go. Like yeah. there are tools everywhere, right? And Shanna, I know that you're putting out tools all the time, right? Like this is kind of, everybody can find a tool to walk alongside somebody, but you have to be willing to be in a relationship that has to be an intentional relationship that has verticals to it, right? So I'm coming with the intentionality of the plan. You're coming to learn. I'm the discipler. You're the disciplee. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't make you less than. What it does is it, it makes you, uh, somebody who's hungry for what the Lord has. Right. We we get really mixed up that that there's some sort of magical qualification or spiritual gift around disciple making, but the Great Commission is for everyone. It's not a spiritual gift. It's a right. spiritual requirement. That's so good. And so if someone is listening to this right now and they're like, dog, you're right. Like, I need to be a disciple maker, right? Like you may not have a website that you want to blast it on like Pastor Tony does. The Lord may not have given you an assignment to go raise up a whole army of people. But if each one can just bring one along and each one can bring one along and they're like, I really want to do that. What would be one thing that anybody listening, regardless of where they're starting from, if they wanted to become a disciple maker, what would be the first thing you would tell them to do? I would tell them to start praying for someone who's fat, mm. faithful, available, and teachable. Wow. Faithful, available, teachable. So start praying that God would put someone in front of you who's faithful, available, teachable. And then when you meet that person, say that the reason that we're meeting is so that we can both follow Jesus and that you can teach someone else everything that I'm about to teach you. Wow. That's so good. And so practical. One thing I think that we don't do, and I may have talked about this a little bit when I was on your show, is that many times as Christian leaders, specifically in the church, and I always say I'm a preacher so I can talk bad about us if I want to, um, but oftentimes we we don't really um, do a very good job of explaining how to do what we're telling our congregation to do. We mm -hmm. tell them to surrender but they don't really know if, if they're walking that out. We tell them things like, oh, just get in his presence. Well, what if I'm new to this thing and I have no idea what in his presence even means, let alone how I enter into it. Yeah. So I love that, you know, you gave something that's very practical. So I'm real big on like concepts are great. Stories are, are even better. 
But if we're going to get real transformation, it has to be information that can be implementable, not just something that motivates and inspires you. So I really appreciate that. You know, one of the things that I have been studying in preparation for this new assignment is I I, I have been studying the book of Joshua. Mm. And in the first chapter of Joshua, between verses, I think, six and nine, three times it tells us not to be afraid and to be to be courageous, right? And when I look at that, one of the things that I recognize, and I think I even read this somewhere in your material, is that in order to be courageous, that self-awareness is so key. And I had the the pleasure of listening to a keynote that you did a few months ago because you have a very unique process of leaders being able to become self-aware. Can you tell us about that? Sure. You know, one of the things that's just the Lord just continues to teach me is that um, my emotional reaction to a situation is oftentimes more about me than it is about the situation. So let let me just get really practical here. Um, You have an emotional intensity scale. I have one, Shana, you have one. Listeners, you've got one. And that emotional intensity scale is really God's way of saying, pay attention to what's happening here. So Mm -hmm. on a scale from one to 10, anytime your emotional intensity spikes above a six, it's always more about you than it is the other person. Right. And and the truth is, is that it's almost always the same, uh, the same underlying issue, what we would call the wound. And and here's the thing: as a Christian, you and I both know that sin entered the world. Well, every time there's sin, there's a consequence for sin. There's a consequence for the sin that we see in the fall in Genesis three. It's called the epistemic consequence of sin. This is the root of all the sin that exists in the world. Oftentimes, psychologists will say it's because people are just broken, right? And that's great, but we understand it to be a lot bigger than that. So one of the things that happens here is that that we have to begin to learn what the the wounding in our life is. And so it, it typically happens somewhere between the ages of four and 12. It's not malicious. So I'm, I'm talking about what, what some psychologists would call little T trauma, not big T trauma. This isn't malicious. This is just, hey, we grew up and we're around people and so we're broken. And that's kind of how this all begins to play out. Your wounding is a part of who you are and it comes with you everywhere you go. And when somebody bumps up against your uh, your wound, it spikes your emotions almost always above a six. Wow. And so, you know, one of the things that we as leaders and and to my Christian sisters, you as leaders need to begin to understand is that when people come into your office, they're going to bump up against your wound. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to stop that. As a leader, it's going to happen. I pro- It's probably going to happen this week. Yeah. And I'm sorry, right? Like it's it, probably happened today if you think back a little bit. Right. If you're driving, it could be happening right now. Someone could be cutting you off, and that's the deal, right? Like that can spike you emotionally. So so the key here is is not to say that it's ever going to go away, hmm. but to become so familiar with it that it no longer has the authority to make decisions in your life. Wow. And so wisdom isn't the absence of wounds. Wisdom is the intimacy with your wound. Wow. 
And that intimacy is what you get to surrender to Jesus so that you can lead as his vessel and not as his barrier. That's so good because I do believe, you know, my entire last season of this podcast was about that, is that the things that the Lord allows to happen in our lives, whether they're little T traumas or big T traumas, he really allows those things to happen because he wants them to become a tool that moves us forward. Mm. But so many of us are not equipped to know how to properly respond. So the thing that was supposed to be meant to develop us and move us forward actually ends up keeping us stuck. And I think that this is a real good way for people to, as they're going along throughout their day and as they're thinking back about how they have responded or reacted to situations that they can say, okay, what wound is that pressing up against? So if I experience something this evening and and something triggers me at a six or above, how do I respond? Well, the first thing I would ask yourself is, do I have space in this environment to spend some time in it? Mm-hmm. Right, because sometimes we just need to give ourselves a timeout. So, hey, I'm, I'm whew, man, I'm hot and bothered. That's something that we say in my house sometimes. Yeah. Right, I'm hot and bothered right now. I need a minute. Right, and so take a timeout, step back, and ask yourself this question: When have I felt this feeling before? Mm. Not the situation, the feeling. Right. Let me give you an example. It might help uh, give some clarity to it. My parents had unplanned twins when I was four years old. Okay. What an incredible gift. I love my brother and sister. They're incredible humans. But that instantly made me the middle child to a family that was not prepared to bring home twins. My mom then gets divorced when, I, when, when I'm when i eight, right? Mom and dad had a ton of pressure, ton of stress. They're great parents. I had great, amazing parents. Mm-hmm. So my wound is that as a young child, I didn't feel seen from four Basically, for the rest of my young adulthood, I didn't feel seen. Now, is that my parents' fault? No, absolutely not. It was no malice. My parents are great humans. They're amazing people. And so when do I get most upset? When somebody tries to bully me, when somebody tries to put me in a box, when someone disrespects me, when I don't feel seen. Mm -hmm. And so the key is when my wife comes in and says something that I feel like is disrespectful, I have to really think about it. Do I think that my wife is really trying to disrespect me? Yeah. No, absolutely not. What's happening? She's bumping up against that wound. And so I need to acknowledge, okay, when have I felt this before? Not with my wife, but I mean, in general, oh yeah, this is how I felt as a young man. This is how I felt as a little boy. Mm. And guess what? That's part of who I am. Now, here's where it gets crazy. This is how God redeems things that I just absolutely love. This is my favorite part. On the other side of your wound is your greatest gift. Mm. And so what did God give me in this? He redeemed this broken moment of my life by giving me the ability to see people in a deep, personal way. Yeah. And your greatest gift is on the other side of that wound, right? For all of us, when we begin to process this idea of this is who I am, this is my greatest gift, then then it's really easy to find that deep wounding. What I really love about what you're saying is because I'm thinking about the fact that I'm raising up these women Christian leaders 
to say, how can I show you how to use the level of influence and authority that you already have in the spheres that you already have it? And how do you look at what you already have and show people how they can uphold Christian values? And there are going to be times that we're trying to get people to see things a different way, do things a different way. And it's going to bump up against the wound. Like you gave a perfect example of they there may it may trigger something in you that reminds you of another time in your life that you weren't seen or you weren't heard. And if you're listening to this podcast and you've joined me along the lines of this, then you automatically know that you can't you can't afford to shrink back every time somebody bumps up against something that has happened in your past. And so I really love that you have shared that. I'm actually going to, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to have you leave us with some final words. And I'm going to tell people how they can follow you after this. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan, to ditch disruption or delay, and get his blessings faster. Head to... That actually was the wrong commercial, so I'll just change it later. (laughs) (laughs) We won't worry about that. But anyway, before we begin to um, wrap up and bring this to a close... Um, and you know, I'm going to give people the opportunity to figure out like how they can follow you and how they can get more from you. What final words would you leave for the audience? Well, let me say this is that I, I know right now, Shana, that you're putting together a kingdom of, I love the term that you use kingdom trailblazers. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful image. And I'm so impressed with what God is doing in and through this ministry. But let me just say this um, to these trailblazers. As you blaze your trail for others to follow, it will require you to do so open-handed. Open-handed with your wounds, open-handed in your relationships, open-handed with knowing that it's it's not really in your control. Yeah. Right? So blazing a trail is so much more than just going somewhere to go there. But really, it's about obedience to what God's called you to. And that requires a fully integrated life, a life of integrity, one that where your faith, your wounds, your disciple making, it's all out there, open-handed. This is who I am, and I don't have to defend God in it because this is where God's called me to be. And I can't wait to see at the end of 2024 what this incredible community of women is going to do. Absolutely. So I'm going to fix the commercial, but in the event that my tech skills um, fail me, the commercial should have been to say, listen, the very first step is to find out what type of kingdom trailblazer you are, because there's three. And then there there are specific steps that you need to take based on your type. And so you can go to kingdomtrailblazerquiz.com, and that's going to help you to identify what your unique role is in God's plan and share the specific steps that you need to take to impact world change based on your type. So again, you guys can grab that at kingdomtrailblazerquiz.com. And I may just leave the blooper in there. Who knows? People need to know we're perfect. To people, people need to know we're not perfect, I mean. Um, so Pastor Tony, before we go, how can they follow you on social media? Uh, the best place to follow me is on Instagram. That's where I have the most fun at TW Melts. 
I post their reels from my podcast and all the things that God is doing. It's also, I do a little micro blogging there as well, just because I like to write. Awesome. And I know you do a lot of great things. We've talked about becoming, helping people become self-aware. I know you do a lot of coaching. You teach people how to be disciple makers. Is there anything that you would like to offer the listeners if they would like to take things further with you? Yeah. You know, a really great place to start is we have um, an integrity quiz, whether or not you're living a fully in- integrated life. And you can go to follow the number two leadcoaching.com slash quiz. And it's all there. It'll give you a really good jumping off point. If you want to take a look at are the va- values that you profess on Sunday, are you living them out on Monday through Saturday? And yeah. we all know how hard it is. It's not about perfection, but it is about moving closer to him every step of the way. Absolutely. Well, everyone, you got two quizzes to take. You've got mine, you've got his. All of those links will be available for you in the show notes. All you have to do is click them. Pastor Tony, I thank you so much. You did not disappoint. Um, Thank you for kicking off the new season of A God Shift with a bang. Everyone, share, share, share this episode, and I pray that you will go back and listen to previous and future episodes as well. Everyone, have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to a God Shift podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with someone else. Be blessed.